supported by and do not reflect those of the Evening Rush Network. Viewer's discretion is advised. Welcome to the Chris and Nina Real Estate Podcast. We are back together. Yes, we are. Yes, she was out buying islands and now she's back. <laughs> yes. Um, hello, hello. Good evening, everyone. So excited to be here. We're having a special guest tonight. Um, he's on his way. He's going to join us at the second half of the show. We're going to take a break in uh, not too long from now. Uh, Chris, how was your uh, week? Uh, my week was wonderful. Uh, business is booming. A lot of refinances, a lot of uh, short sales, a lot of... Eh, the market is... Um, it's an interesting market, Nina. Yeah, and I... Um, no, actually, I don't want to say that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Go well, on, before please. we get to business, uh, so how was your trip away? By the way, we're matching today. So cool. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So funny. It's almost the It's year. organic. It's not even, you know, it's yeah. like, I wear blue. You wear blue. Let's... Yeah, we didn't plan it. Yeah, exactly. We um, really should be wearing green, but that's another story. Why? Um, For money? Exactly. Whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, we did have an interesting uh, week, and I'm so um, thrilled by the attention that we're getting. I yeah. mean, overall, I don't like so much attention, and when people don't criticize you, but they do still sell you what they think about the show, mm. um, they give you also a lot of good feedback that makes you want to do more, but also it, it takes a lot of time, like, answering everywhere, mm. not everywhere, but, like, sometimes places I go, I feel like I'm being interviewed by everyone, you know? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and uh, the good and then the bad. Well, what's the bad? The bad, I heard that there, um, there are people on like a list of some groups that mm. are uh, looking to rob people. No, I guess it's a new thing. Uh... At first, I thought it was total BS. But today, for the third time, someone mentioned it to me, like other individuals that are working like us. Yeah. Um, there's like a room. I, I don't want to be spreading rumors, but... Um, just for people to watch out, uh, apparently it wow. becomes dangerous. I mean, yeah, I know the world has gone uh, bananas a little bit, but mm. to the point where you have to watch your uh, your back everywhere you go, uh, that's a little that's a little weird. Well, yeah. here on this podcast, we talk about protecting your assets. Yeah. And when you're successful, you have to protect your assets. You have to, you know, from not just from theft, but from harm. Um, you know, I know, I know some people try to steal identities and, you know, we live in a crazy world. So once you start generating income, generating wealth, people want to take it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so you always have to be on the lookout. Yeah. You have to watch your back. 24-7. And that's why I worry about you with those different <laughs> tenants you be managing. 
mean, you know, people, you know, mental illness is real, you, you know, so you yeah. never know what someone's capable of. And unfortunately, all it takes is one bad time to change your whole life. Yes. I know a few businesses already um, who are hiring security guards. Wow. Like real uh, estate offices? Yeah, real estate offices. Uh, mm. One real estate offices, one and also like a law firm slash brokerage. Yeah. And another one, shoe, um, shoe store. Wow. Yeah, very busy shoe store. Like Nikes and expensive things. Uh, they try, they rob them. So, wow. yeah. And then attorneys, they know that whatever. It's just very sad. You need to always be aware. Well, you also, and, and the thing is, when you manage homes or if you own multiple homes, you have to constantly visit those houses or have someone visit or have a good um, system where you have like maybe a ring camera or some kind of cameras or because people will break into your home and nobody's yeah. there. And they don't necessarily care about cameras, by the way. No, no. But the thing is, if you have the camera, you can get them out. You know, the, 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 the worst part isn't them breaking in and damaging. The worst part, worse than that, is them breaking in and living in that house. And then you have a tenant you didn't ask for. And then you got to go to court for I don't know how many years to get them out. Yeah. Um, that, that happened to me. I was managing homes and there was a lockbox and someone stole the lockbox and people moved in, but I caught them before they could get mail before anything. Lucky. And the crazy part, there was no kitchen. Like there was, there was, there was no refrigerator. There was no sink. Like the house was renovated, but it was missing a stove. It was missing. So I was like, and they try to play it off as like as a um as a real estate agent rented <laughs> and I said, who rented this with no water, with no with no sink, no refrigerator? And you tell me you left a deposit, really? And the cops was like, You're out of there. They got him out. Because not all the time cops want to get involved in it. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that they're not doing their jobs, but they just don't see um a good outcome coming out of such a big risk. Yeah. Like they say, well, I'm going to get my hands uh, dirty now. And there's only so much cops can do. Their hands are tied. So yeah. I don't blame them. Um, it's just insane how you come to this position in this type of time, 2023, you guys, like seriously. And you have only what? 25% control. And that's even maybe so. Well, well, you know, what's crazy is that we act like crime is new sometimes. Like I saw something recently about South Beach and there was a shooting and they put in a curfew. And I'm like, there was always crime in South Beach during spring break. It's nothing new. We just didn't have camera phones yeah. and the internet to monitor all the crime we see today. Yeah. So um, crime is always there. I don't care what decade. Yeah. If, if you do the research, you're you going to see. You would just think that yeah. You know, not only real estate, but overall that the world gets advanced and so is security. And so are, you know, um, companies. And it's just it has to be better, really. Like I, hands I, are still tied. I would agree. However, in this today, from what I was when I was reading is that a lot of major companies are laying people off. And when you have massive layoffs from Facebook to you know companies that are making a lot of money amazon when you have these layoffs and it's, it's trickling down 
you're going to have an uptick in crime. When you have companies hiring and people getting jobs and and working and getting money, you have less crime, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's, it's unfortunate. It's just, it's, it's, it's a cycle. I want to call it the cycle of life. Like it's just what happens when you get in these kinds of, um, situations with the, with the job market. And, um, and that's why in real estate, you know, we have a team of people who their jobs, okay, in the office is just to visit properties. We yeah. divided it to um, east and south, uh, where they do specifics. They go and they visit properties once a week. They take photos, videos, um, aside from content to and showing listings. I'm saying go just to visit, ensure the safety, the security, the condition of the property. So it's very important to check up on your real estate. It's very important to remember that it's very easy to take to take things for granted just sometimes people have that trust um and they have to do also the work a little bit they say oh everything is from god sometimes if it meant to happen it happened no you need to do your own um uh try and uh you know you need to make sure you're on top of your game because it's not always it's very easy today to get someone in a property and give you problems right And, and another thing too is important to have a team to have people when you're going through some of these situations to run stuff off so that you don't, um, <laughs> you don't, you don't do something crazy. These chocolates are in front of my face. <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect me to do? Look, it matches us. So pretty. They can't see it. <laughs> now they can't see it. Because sometimes it's easy to want to take a bat to somebody because you're having a bad day, especially in real estate and mm-hmm. when you're working for yourself and. Yeah. You know, these properties are your bread and butter and you, no. you have somebody causing harm to your property, which is causing harm to your pockets. Nah, thank you. Sorry. So it's, it's just crazy um, what you go through in this business. And it's great to have a team that you can lean on because mm-hmm. I guarantee you when you're in real estate, yes, you can make some great money. Mm-hmm. But along the way, you're going to go through some things. That is correct. And it's great to have somebody, you know, because you could wind up on the wrong side of things if you don't take a second and and not let this get to you. Not not let the stress or the drama or the BS. Because, yeah. yeah. Stress is not good. Yeah, you get, you know. We need to sleep and we need to be happy right. and stress-free. Right. Because. It's ruining our days, you guys. You need to be happy. Don't worry. <laughs> we need to be happy. Speaking of happiness, when I called you, man, it sounded like you were jamming last week. <laughs> In what part of last week? You don't even remember, right? That's how good it was. I did so much last week. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> I did so much. Uh-huh. I think I heard the DJ shouting you out. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. So funny. You're so silly. <laughs> but Robert did a great job. He was here holding it down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the Prince of Five Burrows. Yeah. He was. Um, prince of Five. Yeah. The Prince of Five Burrows. He was here holding it down in your place. Yeah. I saw you guys. Um, I got a lot of feedback for that. Oh, I saw you. You weren't there. <laughs> but I liked it. We got quite a lot of those also. We did. Oh, okay. That's awesome. I mean, we normally, we used to get like 2,000, 3,000, 6,000 we had at some point. Yeah. But then our like back door of things changed a little bit. So people like don't find us in one yeah. place. They find us in a bunch of different places. So our views divided in between 
you know, but whatever. Well, I'm here to tell you, Nina, this new season, this is this this new season that we're in is going to be even better. We're going to be part of other networks. Mm-hmm. Um, in the future, I have um, I have somebody that does a lot of bank owned properties across the country. Oh, yeah. They're going to be on, I think, April 6th. So we, we're going to offer not only um, mortgage brokers, we're going to also have future home buyers come on the show and uh, we just have a lot to offer this season, so it's going to be a great experience. Yeah, last week, uh, last week, last season was also amazing. Yeah, 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 it was like when we were it trying was to different, but yeah. like it, it was yeah. also not it was yeah. like going all the way to Westchester to do a podcast from a property with no heat, <laughs> and at the same time, yeah. Doing an open house and <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, you guys, you know what? If we had a blooper reel for this show, I'm telling you, you'll be in stitches, man. We all the way there, get into the house, no lights, no heat. It was freezing. It was no. Yeah, there was no. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Didn't even realize. I was like, there was no chairs. I was like, you gonna just stand here we're and do the podcast? We're professional. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Nah, but we're going to do more on-the-spot locations. Uh, we may go back to the bakery again. Um, I may arrange that maybe for the fall. So um, We were also invited to that uh, CBS show. What was this? The, the, the podcast of CBS, whatever it's called. I don't even know. So we'll be in different places to follow <laughs> us and, and check where we're going to be. Yeah, and maybe this year we'll get to that yacht. We was going to do a yacht show last year, but that fell through. Maybe we'll get it through this summer. A yacht show is a little bit complicated. Internet and connections. And- yeah, that's true. By the water, it's always... um. Yeah. yeah even um, if... yeah. I wanted to uh, call down our guest in the show, in today's show, uh, Mr. Schwartz. I saw... Okay, please come down. All right, so listen, we're going to take a brief moment. We're going to be right back. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your girl. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Chrissy here to let you know that the Even Rush Network now has an app. Yes, an app, you guys. So you can stay connected on the go and watch all your favorite podcast shows. You can download the app at Google Play Store or Apple iTunes. So spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, if you're looking to start a podcast and really don't know how, well, hit us up at the Even Rush Network at gmail.com and inquire about time slots, pricings, and everything you may need to get started. We got you. Join the winning team, the Even Rush Network. And also, download that app. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Get to it. Starting. Hey. Hey, hi. Hi. 
Okay, so our guest is on his way. We have um, yeah. Mr. David Schwartz here. He's going to be joining us as the guest of the show and share his information and experience and teach us a little bit about himself, about his business. And here he is. Oh, wow. Come on. Okay, so now what? Hello, oh, hello, hello. Let's have you put this on. Okay. My OCD tells me you need to move over to the left. Okay. Am I here? Oh, wait. Yeah. All right. So, All right. Let's come that around a little this bit. So, come a little bit. Ah, pick up your back and look straight. Nice. Walk and talk into here. Okay. Walk. Did I just say walk? Okay. <laughs> yeah, he should be good. Can you hear me? No, I don't hear myself. Uh, no, he doesn't hear himself. Now I do. Let's make sure. Now you do. Okay. Low cut. Now you, you do? I'm good. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Nina, what a great tan you <laughs> is that real? Or? Is that really said? Oh is that real? I mean, I was just in the Bahamas, yes, so real. I have, you know, I, I know where I was at. Thank you. Yes. That's, uh, no, it's chocolate. Uh, oh. Yeah, chocolate covered. Uh, Chris, um, please move over a little bit to the left. All right. To the left, to the left. To the left, to the okay, left. Okay, so All right. Mr. Schwartz, um, right after you finish chewing my beautiful chocolate that's standing in front yeah that's of me. a nice blazer you got um, on thank you. Yeah. i wore it especially for this podcast <laughs> i don't know if i should tell anyone but this was actually this is actually my first podcast wow Never done oh okay well we are one i of am the old school for real estate podcast so you should okay. yeah um okay. i've been in the howard stern podcast once that was about it Did you i got asked some very inappropriate questions but we're gonna put that for another time right you're so funny uh yeah for sure so um, sometimes um, we bring people over to talk about their business, their experiences, um, their knowledge in general. Um, and overall, tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Schwartz. So I've been in the mortgage business for, I can't believe it. I don't look at 22 years, right? Stop lying. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate it. You want to guess how old I am? Hmm. 27. I appreciate that. <laughs> 20 years. Add 20 years to that. Um, and uh, thank God. Yeah, I'm 47. Wow, good for you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Exactly what happens... 10 years on me. Oh, wow. Just Thank saying. God. Um, I thought it was 20. <laughs> so um, so I'll tell you, fast forward, I've been doing this for uh, 22 years. Um, around eight years ago, my wife, uh, actually, I should text her and make sure she's watching this. Uh, that uh, we'll Is this share. live on Instagram? It's live. We're going to share it. Not a lot of people get to see it right oh, away, but we did. We do have it in our history. It's going to be on the show. Perfect. It's going to be on the network and in our YouTube. So, so eight years ago, I moved down to Florida, and I was commuting on a weekly basis for five years. Hmm. And thank God COVID happened, or not thank God. And then over that time, I was able to start living more full-time down there. And now I commute on a, on a monthly basis. And over that time, um, because I'm talking about the last five years, because that's when I, you know, kind of moved my business along. I built up now. I got 12 loan officers. Okay. Wow. And um, what we have, what we built up is that, you know, I try to get loan officers that can handle every single situation. So right now I have two Spanish speaking loan officers. Nice. I got one Bengali speaking loan officer. I got Ooh. one Chinese speaking loan officer. Speaks yes Cantonese okay, and a little mandarin and um no hebrew speaking loan officer sorry then, uh, well you have me if you need help right. i'm working on the russian one so that's you know so that's what we do we pretty much handle um fha va conventional okay. we're actually one of the largest va lenders in the country 
I've been doing a lot of VA lending lately. Mm-hmm. I, wow. I don't know who's watching this, but if realtors are watching this, VA um, clients are really great to go after nowadays. They actually have, they're doing 100% financing. Um, they have a lot of friends that will, you know, um, uh, refer you. So it's a very small community. So once one refers you, I got right now, I closed someone, um, the house on East 96. I think you know that house. You know that small house on East 96? It was like a two family. No clue? Uh, you know every I house. In, I know, I know you know every, every house, house in Brooklyn, I thought. I mean, that's that's, that's, on, that's your the job. queen of Brooklyn. So uh, as Isaac Fishhawas house. So anyway, um, she bought that house. Oh, and now all, you know what I'm talking okay, about. Yeah. Okay. And then within the last three weeks, I already have five buyers that she sent over to me. Mm. So and amazing. she's actually stationed in interesting. She's stationed in Kuwait. She never even saw the house. She had someone check it out for her. She FaceTimed to see the house and then someone from the family. So all these service members that are in Kuwait right now, they're actually buying houses. Okay. And um, reason for that is, is that they make a lot of uh, non-taxable income. Um, and when they come back, that income might not be 100% the same. So they know that right now is the time to buy. So I'm hitting up that whole base just for instance, hopefully soon when I have some more interested, more qualified buyers for Brooklyn, I'm going to pass it over to you. And of course, what do you do for a living, sir? Um, I'm an agent with Fiber Realty. Oh, I did not know that. What's your name? Hey, Chris. Oh, Chris, nice to meet you. Anyway, uh, I thought maybe we have like different, uh, I know, different uh, occupations here. So, um, so that's pretty much one of the things that I've been concentrating on. Um, and uh, just in general, just trying to get uh, you know, homegrown, like just try to get buyers from different communities. Like, uh, what I'm trying to do, it just takes time going into churches if possible, you know, the Haitians and the West African community is very, very big, depending on their Haitians, mm-hmm. very big in East, East Flatbush, the, the, um, the, uh, um, West African is very, very big up in the Bronx and they also travel in packs. So if you can get into the community, so I'm just really concentrating and getting out to the different communities. Obviously, the Bengali community, not obviously, I mean, they are buying a lot and they're throughout Brooklyn, right. Bronx and Queens. Big families. Uh, they're big yes. families. They, they're very loyal and they, and, they, and they recommend. So we're trying to, you know, get more, uh, you know, into those communities. So I, I'm just giving tips to, you know, whoever's listening of the different things that we have to do and the different, I guess, communities that we have to go after that are buying right now, that are very active. So... If you would ask me, the most the, the most extremely active uh, group buying right now in the Bronx, for instance, is the West Africans. It used to be the Hispanic, like Dominicans right. and stuff like that. The Dominicans do, do still buy up there, but the most active, I would say, is the West African. I would say in the Brooklyn area um, is the Bengalis. Bengalis are buying up all of Brooklyn, and there's certain areas that are Asian as well. Um, I don't know. Nina maybe would know better about that. Do you deal with a lot of Asian buyers? I honestly deal with everyone. Okay. So she's, <laughs> so she's the she's United not, Nations. Uh, so she's not uh, categorizing the people United like me. Um, I apologize if I'm penning it anyone. Just, no, no, you're not. And it's just your experience with them. I just deal mainly with like young families right. who are getting out of their rentals and then big families. Right. The middle of that are kind of skeptical, I feel like. They don't make um, media moves into media moves, meaning... Those who are in the two family have to have a, a really big um, sudden uh, change of either hardship or situation to make a move into another two family. Right. Yeah. So it's mainly 
rentals into one and two, and then uh, the big families who are who decided to move in with their mother, with their fathers, right. with the children, with the in-laws, um, and then race. Honestly, it's just so many because I feel like both Bengali and Jews and Asians and uh, West Indians they all are family oriented type of people you know overall mm -hmm. so they're all big families so i guess it's a mixture of everything well i think that as a realtor you're just looking you're looking at the general as a banker or maybe mm. someone who's trying to create a certain strategy we're looking at the different communities so we could concentrate yeah. on you know networking and you also work on referrals a lot so that right. one refers to another on i mean so you guys get referrals sense. across the board you know and yeah. also you advertise people come to open houses but if, i guess the yeah. advice i'm trying to say is give is that if you trying to target certain certain yes. communities, mm -hmm. then this is the way that you're going to uh, help build up your business right now. Right. Okay. So okay. being in the industry for over 20 years, what keeps you so passionate to help get mortgages for to help people find money to get houses? Like what keeps you because I'm very competitive and I just like doing as much as possible out there. I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, I live in Florida, as I said earlier, and my wife gives me a hard time. Why am I not doing more business down there? I just know mm. New York. I network up here and I just enjoy what I do. I enjoy closing as much as possible. I think Nina and I share that passion a little bit. Yes. She likes to do as much as possible and beat out whoever she can. <laughs> so so I, I know that about her. So I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. So does the size of the deal matter or the amount of deals matter per year for you? Uh, we, we get paid based off volume, not based off units. Gotcha. So if I do, you know, a uh, hundred units for 50 million, or I do 10 units or I'm sorry, 25 units for 75 million, I will make more money, less units and more volume. Gotcha. We're volume based. And the fact that Mr. Schwartz keeps saying that he lives in Florida does not limit him to, um, the low location. Right. No one even Tell knows that like, I'm, I'm just sharing that. And maybe I, you know, I'm sharing you, you know, yeah, I, I just don't I'm want people to think if you're not here, then no, I right. mean, it's right. just, it's just, I'm sharing that to say that, thank God that I'm busier than ever. And I live in Florida. And, um, the point I'm trying to make is that, well, number one, I have around 11, 12 loan officers up here. So let's just say I'm not here. I have three assistants that can all meet with whoever clients that you might be bringing in. And that's not an issue. Uh, if someone wants to come to the office and meet someone personally, and I have a lot of options for them. But the point I'm trying to make is that you could still be successful in this market and commute, which I've been doing. And honestly, when I tell a client uh, that, uh, by the way, at the end of the day, I live in Florida, like what? They have no idea because it's just <laughs> mm -hmm. seamless. They have no clue. You know, it's seamless with the fact that with the assistance that I have and, you know, I mean, that's the reason why I hope one of the reasons why Nina does business with us. She can give us the deal. She knows it's going to close. So yeah. when you when you hire a new loan officer, what do you look for? Um, if I'm going. So there's two different loan officers I have in my branch. Uh, one is the people who are being doing self-sourced business. Mm. Uh, this is another way my business is set up. So if they're self-sourced where they're bringing in most of their own business, um, and I feel like they're going to represent my, our brand or the, the bank well, then that's fine. But the, another part of my business and the very big part of my business, and this is one of the reasons that how I built my business is that in order to, I guess, you know, take as many real estate, uh, real estate agents on as possible. We all know that everyone wants everything right now. So it's impossible. 
even if I was one person that had 10 assistants, it doesn't matter because everyone in the end wants to talk to the loan officer. So what I right. did is instead of getting, I have three assistants, so I can still handle whatever volume I take. But now I have, I have all these different uh, bankers. And what I do is they get put into different real estate offices. And their responsibility is to stay on top of that real estate office instead of the realtor calling me. They call them to get the answers right away because everyone wants everything right now. Yeah. And then with getting the right people, you know, that hopefully represent us the right way, we're able to expand and take on more real estate offices. I mean, that's the way I have it set up. So other people have it set up where they have five or six assistants and one banker. But the way I saw it is that at the end of the day, everyone still wants to reach the banker. So if you have to be reached, there's only so many people you can be dealing with. So what's the biggest difference from when you started in the business to where we are today? Like with technology, with, you know, the internet, I'm sure 20 years well, since ago. Since this is my third podcast, first podcast, <laughs> I'm, you know how I am with, uh, I guess, technology. But um, I mean, we go, we went from written applications to e-signing and everything being uploaded. We went from having documents, even though we still um, like printing documents and looking at them. But nowadays you have documents, you upload them and then you. Uh, she needs your. So sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what happened? The, yeah. Thank you very much. Sorry. Go on, Mr. Schwartz. Oh, yeah. okay. Do you know where it is? Yeah, it's uh, blocking yeah. the thing. Right. Sorry. Go on. Um, <laughs> what were we saying? So the difference from oh, when yes, you started yes. to e where we are now. Uh, documents. Um, I used to have, you know, when they changed the application, when Dodd-Frank first came out, and it used to be a five-page application. Then it became a 35 or 40-page application. We had to literally print it all out, take it to the client, meet them in person, have them sign, hand sign 45 or 50 pages, and then take it back and then scan it and then <laughs> upload it. I mean, it was a big pain in the butt. Yeah. And then let's, let's say it's a three or four bar alone, which we have a lot of. Mm -hmm. And then if you scanned it wrong and you missed a page or two, you'd have to rescan the whole thing and upload it again. I mean, it's just, that was, yeah, that's some of the stuff I remember from back in the day. Um, I would say in terms of locking rates, I mean, locking rates were always online and that was pretty simple. Um, that's, that's some of the stuff I, I remember the most, just the, the disclosures are a pain in the ass. So, so today, is it easier to work in this business compared to 20 years ago because of technology? I, honestly, I think it's the same. Okay. I think me, my model is based off of. Uh, which I'm working on switching is based off of my relationships with realtors. I right. do the right job. I set up a meeting with a realtor. I get into the office. I try to wear a nice jacket, be personable. <laughs> and, uh, and then over time, you know, work at it, whatever I need to work out with a realtor to make sure that they're happy and we get the business. And then I go and then I make sure and I concentrate on that office, uh, you know, for the next couple months or six months. Don't worry about it. I'm always going to tap me his account. I'm not going to give it to anyone. But, um, and then when it's ready, I hand it over to one of my bankers so I can concentrate on the next one. And that's pretty much how I do it. Now, I know nowadays it's all, and I, what I have done over the last couple of years, which was also a big deal because a couple of years back, I remember Josh Blonde. You remember Josh? You know Josh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He told me, he says, David, my lovely when, when, friend Sarah. Right. Hi, Sarah. Oh, hey, Sarah. <laughs> 
I love both of them. Yes. So anyway, uh, he said to me, you have no online presence. So I, he says, what, I said, what should I do? He said, do a Zillow review page. So thank mm. God now I have 280 positive Zillow reviews, which is actually a lot based on, I may I go around and check my, you know, what everyone has out there. And I personally think that if you're, you know, I know the whole, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, the whole uh, Instagram and all these different online that that's important to stay in front of people. I personally think that when you're trying to get a loan, a client's trying to check you out, I would rather go and see a Zillow review page, have a 280 positive reviews. I always give it to the realtors to hand it out and look at the last 10 reviews and just read it. And then you get an understanding of the person as opposed to me. Well, I hope people have better understanding of me on this podcast, but just posting on a daily basis, whatever it is that I'm at with my friends having drinks in some small lounge, I don't know, stuff like that. Do you believe in posting like that no, all the time? Never do. Really? Like for instance, like no one would know I live in Florida. Not about drinks though. Not no, no, not drinks, drinks, just in general. Drink. Like I wouldn't go to my balcony and start, you know, taking pictures of the ocean. Yeah, or no, go not that either. Of you. I'm just saying, but people do that. But or people go, or... do that for business. Do you believe in business in Instagram? No, doing that, I don't really? think, I don't see how that's business. Well, then we need to talk more. Wait, Mr. wait, I was saying, taking pictures of the ocean. No, is for not business? taking pictures. I'm saying overall, Instagram, overall, you, I mean, do, do I believe in it? For your business? Do I believe in it personally? Not that much, but I do have someone that is that's hired that is helping me build that business Good because I don't you. have a choice. Because right. that's so where cool. the market's going. going. I gotta get, I gotta get with it mm -hmm. right now. So, what I've noticed in terms of the change of how to interact with realtors and what my competition is doing is number one of what's being done out there is number one developing good pre-approved clients to hand mm -hmm. out to realtors because what we've always done and a lot of bankers still do is like hey you know i did a great job standing with their hand out and always helping maybe you know help the realtors with marketing but at the end of the day have their hand out right they're not doing anything for the realtors so what is doing something for the realtor besides doing a great job and closing a deal i mean there's a lot of people who can do that i mean thank god you know, it's about relationships too, but giving them, you know, giving them clients, you know, or uh, what's another thing or helping them with their online marketing in terms of, you know, Instagram and co-marketing with them on Instagram, uh, helping them send postcards to areas that they just closed the house and, you know, co-marketing that and just different things to help them increase their business as opposed to just the standard old thing, which is just let's help, let's do marketing and, I'll wait for the deals to come through. But it's not only that. I mean, you don't always, you don't only like give realtors um, clients, you fix also other people's mistakes. Meaning when we work together, most of the scenarios, we come to you with um, an option to help. If there is a way for you to help, meaning someone comes to us with a banker that um, ended up not doing right by the client in mm -hmm. any way or form. Right. Um, and that's when I reach out to David because I don't tell them about you until I see where they're coming from in terms of their financing. Um, then of course, then I recommend you and I try to even bring you in as a competitor to the existing lender and see how you can be in a better use. Listen, me, myself, you know, I bought my own house and I mm -hmm. went to three different, uh, bankers. Right. Is it true? that every banker has a different product. Tell our audience. There are certain mm. bankers who can handle different things. I mean, there's certain bankers who look at things as black and white, and there's certain bankers who look to try to make something happen. So, uh, you know, obviously I, I built my business on trying to make things happen, um, coming in and try to save deals, coming in and doing what it takes to get the right interest rate, 
to um, you know, you know, because some people out there, they just work on, um, they, they, they just want to bang out the client and they don't, you know, they're just, you know, they get hand deals and like, okay, so I'll close 10% of the deals and I make, for me, I'd rather close hundred percent of the deals if I have to discount my rate just to get the deal. So that, so the realtor's happy and keep, and keep it moving. You know, um, I would say that, um, I'm sorry. What was your question? I'm, 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 if different bankers. Oh yes, different, different bankers. Products. Um, and then I think nowadays the 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 the, leveling, the playing field is pretty level. I mean, everyone right. has conventional FHA, VA. I think maybe it's just certain banks, like some of the bigger banks, and that's why people switch them. It's the speed and also the risk tolerance, right? There's certain banks out there have underwriting that's a little bit more uh flexible right and that's yeah. how we're able to get things done and yes. then there's the non-qm product which a lot of people have nowadays that's the dscr no income um so on and so forth but i don't think there's any crazy products under the sun i mean if you want there was a crazy product first first republic but uh, i just got a, mm. a couple phone calls today that they had their mortgage commitments from first republic with crazy rates and that is no longer so they had some crazy products but that's what happened when you when you loan money for free. So, so um, with those two banks closing recently, how does that affect you? Well, I just think that you know, I I don't lose as many deals when you say lose in terms of uh, rates and so on and so forth because I'm dealing with clients that are pretty loyal and mm -hmm. I'm doing FHA, VA, and you know we have competitive rates conventional. But there is lenders out there that are doing a lot of jumbo. And mm -hmm. one of the issues is, is that they were lending money at a very low rate. Right. First Republic, great, for instance, once again, they were out there, had this American product, Eagle product, and their rate was around three quarters of a percent lower than everyone because of this product. They just raised their rates a half a percent. People who are going to them are now coming back to us and saying, well, the rate is no longer competitive. So that obviously, if you're going to try to undercut the market, Rocket right now, they're trying to undercut the market. UWM, I don't know if you guys are familiar with any of these places, Rocket and UWM, yeah. United Wholesale Mortgage are now the one and two biggest lenders in the country. What, right? Rocket? One of them? Rocket, Rocket, Mortgage, Rocket yes. Mortgage was number one. I think UWM just surpassed them. UWM okay. only does brokers and they do broker business and pretty much all the brokers from my understanding, and I speak to a lot of some brokers, around 80, 90% of the business goes to UWM. So pretty much all of the mortgage brokers in the country, I guess maybe what's happening right now, uh, because they don't have any retail and they don't have any correspondent. We're a correspondent lender and we're a bank, we're right. a federal bank. Um, so that's, you know, they're trying to corner the market. And I don't know if anyone heard, he just bought the Suns for $4 billion. So I think they're doing oh, okay. Oh, wow. wow. The owner of that company uh, is, is, is uh, off the top of my head. Um, Matt something, but yeah. Oh, but let me tell you a little bit something else about why we're a little different than some of the other bankers in the area. So as you know, there's brokers, there's bankers, there's correspondent lenders. So we are an actual federal bank. So we're actually licensed throughout the whole country. So right now, as we all know, a lot of people are getting out of New York. They're going to Georgia. They're going to Texas. Those yes. are the states. Uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. So we, as a banker, normally you have to be licensed state by state. I don't have to be licensed state by state. Let's just say you have realtor connections in Connecticut, Florida, whatever, a referral source, and you now want to refer that client to that realtor. So you can obviously try to make a part of the real estate commission that's your client. We can do the mortgage there. Most of the banks in general, you would have to get licensed state by state. And that would be 
um, you know, they wouldn't plus. be able to. Yeah. So that's a big plus. We're able to do that. And we actually also, because we're a bank, we have our own money and we actually made up our own portfolio product to try wow. to help. That is okay. certain, so cool. So for As instance, when? Were you 25% like down is normal on investment properties, right? Right. So we actually have a pro portfolio product that is an arm, 15% down on one of four families. So in a one of four families, usually 25% down, I think three and four is a 30. But were you always... Um, this is more recent. Portfolio? This is over the last couple, like six months, eight months, we had this product. Fancy. Then wow. we also have 100% financing on doctors, but not just regular what? doctors, pediatrists, dentists, are considered a doctor, veterinarians. Dr. Dre? Um, they are considered Veterinarians, doctors. anesthesiologists. Well, pharmacists. Better. Pharmacists, not drug dealers. Though, 100%? 100% financing, no MI. Weedologists? Up to a million dollars. I don't know. Maybe that's going to be considered. And after a million? 5% uh, up to two. Okay. With an arm, six, five point seven five and a five. Year, Explain like that. Explain. People don't know. Um. So an arm, adjustable no, rate after mortgage. After the million. Oh. Um. So it's either one hundred percent financing up to a million dollars, or it's five percent down up to two million, from what I remember. And so let's just say, this is really great for people who are just getting out of school, right? So let's say you're getting out of school, you're newlywed. And you have a bunch of student loans, and now you have an offer letter that you're going to make $400,000 as a doctor, an anesthesiologist, a veterinarian, dentist, whatever it might be, right? So we will use that offer letter to qualify you for that income. And if, let's say, you have $200,000 worth of student loans, as long as those loans are deferred a year from closing, we can use, we can use that, we can, we can defer that debt. We don't have to count that debt against you. Wow. I think you have to have a 680 credit score, and it's 100% financing. And there was the big thing is no MI. I mean, that's huge. Mm. At a no specific MI. rate or different? It has to be owner occupied. You can't be buying this investment property. Okay. okay. And the husband and wife, husband or wife or the co signer does not necessarily have to be a medical professional. So at least one has to be a medical professional. Okay. Wow. So that's a big program that we do. I mean, maybe we can hit up some hospitals. And then yeah. if the hospitals hear about that, then we can get some RNs. And the RNs are, you know, they're great to go. But this does not count. This does not cover our end this covers i was just nurse practitioners i have a whole list 100 mortgage? mortgage okay oh, hello wow. okay i mean they have to have a decent I debt to income so ratio many friends who are nurses so we can we can yeah. send those flyers out we could try to get some more business that way and Thanks. then through that business hopefully get some other stuff i have a question sure so if a nurse practitioner purchased a home and she just did not expect all those closing costs and she put 10% down and blah, blah, blah. If she currently owns a home and a she wants to product. sell, right. But she wants to sell her existing home mm -hmm. and purchase new with your product. Mm -hmm. Will that be considered as FHA owner occupied? It's not an FHA. But she's going to sell her. Um, you want to use the right doctor now. program or just an FHA loan? The doctor program. The doctor program is not an FHA loan. But it's as, as good as it's FHA. It's an owner occupied loan. Right, but it, she'll be it's able to use to that. It's similar to FHA in terms owns. of the fact it's owner occupied. But yes, if she sells her house and wants to buy a different house, and now that's going to be considered owner occupied, that she can 100% do that. Good. She can put, let's just say, she wants to put 5% down and okay. save the rest of her money. She still has 5% down, no MI. She wants to do 10% down. She still has 10% down and no MI. And anyway, with the rates being so high now, anyway, the odds are people are taking adjustables because the odds are you're going to want to refinance anyway. So the way we sell it is like, you're going to refinance anyway in a couple of years, you're going to build your equity. You're going to probably be making more money and you'll get out of the arm and you'll probably have a lower rate. And then you won't have the 
you'll have the 80% equity, so you won't have to deal with MI anyway at that point. Um, what's one more? We have construction loans, and we also have, that's also portfolio product. And last but not least, we have IT loans. People who have an ITIN number, um, oh, yeah. which, I don't, which I don't have as much of that product. I'm sorry, business, but that's more, I don't know if I'm that in, the, should in, be the, in the Latino world. Listen I'd to this. Yeah. That's amazing. Listen, listen to this. Go on. So most banks are 20% 20, 20 down. We actually just rolled out our product where it's only 10% down. So 10% down on the iTunes product. Most banks are 15 to 20% down. So we're doing 10% down. And that, so all these different portfolio products are a way to get people into more houses because that's our, that's our, you know, that's our goal this year to take our money as a bank, because we're not just a correspondent lender, like some of our competition out there. Um, I could say name some banks, but you know, whatever that might be. And we, you know, like I said, we're going after first time home buyers and helping them get into houses. And then for the realtor part, helping with these products to get more business because this is a product that's going to, you know, people like, wow. And then, you know, you get a lot more attention and then the realtor is able to hopefully see more buyers giving them a call because they're like, wow, uh, this is a great product. It's just the wow factor itself. Even if they're not going to take this loan, they're going to be like, wow, I know a lot of friends. And then maybe that friend's an RN. An RN is maybe not going to have that product, but now you have a bunch of qualified RNs that want to buy a house in certain neighborhoods. So that's, 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 you know, you keep saying qualified RN, you mean qualified nurse protection? No, I'm saying that if it's a domino effect, so RNs are not going to qualify for this program. I right. just use the what word RN. I'm, I'm sorry. I could LPN, CNA. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be offending anyone. HHA, whatever it is, but I'm saying in the hospital, right? When you're in the hospital and you're advertising, let's just say people heard about this product, maybe the person who's going to be calling you is not necessarily qualified for this product, but at least we can rope them in, maybe, you know, get other people. So it's just, it's just, it's just like, it sounds great. It's like when you're like, you can come into a house, hundred percent financing and no money down, right? People like, you know, you get a lot of calls. So same thing, right? You have people in the hospitals here, hundred percent financing, no MI, and you could be a nurse practitioner and it has a whole list. I mean, I could send you the flyer. There's a list. It's not, there's like doctors. Most of them had doctor programs where you're just a physician. Us, we have like 20 people. So people like on the list, oh, okay, let me call. Maybe I'm qualified. And that's a way that hopefully we, now that we have some good ideas right now, we nice. can hopefully go and get some more buyers and get some more business. Right. right. Wow. Are any of this products uh, give you um, closing costs? Um, no. Some type of grant? You can't do a seller's concession, but there's no grant. We do have a Sony May loan, which is a first time home buyer loan. Mm -hmm. We do 5% down, up to 5% down on, on two families, which if you go conventional, you would have to do 15% down on two families. So the overall payment is going to be lower in something like that. Another way that me and Nina actually connected recently was two for one buy down program. Oh yeah. Because okay. Lisa, Nina loves selling that, but I tell her, don't tell the clients, <laughs> let me tell him because she just doesn't explain it the right way. No offense. Yeah, no, yes, I do. I get them excited. I mean, about you get it. them excited. Maybe about overexcited. It, but then like, for what yeah. Yeah. Right. So two for one buy down program, it gives you the opportunity, um, to it's uh, and rocket calls it the inflation buster, right? So it's the same, it's all the same concept where pretty much the first two years or the first year, or the first three years, depending on what you pick, you will get a, let's just take the two for one. 
So if let's just say you lock in a rate of 6%, the first year will be 4%, the second year will be 5%, and then it resets back to six. So you will save a certain amount of money, let's just say $15,000 in the first two years. Right. And then once the rate goes back up to 6%, it's, it's fixed for 30 years. The goal is, is that in two, three years from there, so let's say it's an FHA loan in that case, you would hopefully refinance out and then realize that $15,000 savings that you had in the first two years. Yeah, so it gives As you the opportunity. To, I'm sorry? It gives you the opportunity to refinance. So they give you no, those two years at a lower rate. No, it doesn't have to refinance. Rate. Everyone wants to refinance at an FHA. The, uh, the, you, know, the, the, you know, when people come and say to me, oh, I'm stuck with this loan for 30 years, I say the average American has a loan for five to seven years. So within five to seven years, mm. um, you, uh, you, you'll get, you're going to be out of that loan. So uh, when people, especially taking FHA, they're all MI for 30 years. I say, you're not going to be paying MI for 30 years. Right. PMI, uh, private mortgage insurance. Yes. Yeah, sorry about that. Thank you. Well, um, go we're going to have to invite you back another time. We're, we're at the end of the show. Yes. Um, how can someone reach you if they can get their oh, money and get some funding? Me at 917-744-2875. I don't even know my Instagram handle. I'm just joking. TFSB NY, if you want to reach me through Instagram, I check my messages from time to time. Uh, and um, best way to reach myself. So 917-744-2875. I hope I didn't talk too fast, but I covered a lot of topics. So yes. I appreciate yes. that. And thank you so much thank for coming you for letting on the show. Me out, letting me, inviting me to my first podcast. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> bye. All right. Bye. Thanks we'll see you next here. week. Okay. Hi. <laughs> we are. So.